Slim, the people's champion, the brother from Down Under. Oh man, what a week it's been. Uh, it's been a crazy week. We're going to start off straight into it. We'll start off with the champion of the week. And the champion of the week this week goes to no other than basketball superstar. You, you don't have to be a basketball fan to really appreciate what Kobe meant to the sports world. He was just an absolute champion. I mean, he, all over the world, everyone knows who Kobe is. And um, I, I was really touched because I think I just woke up uh, Sunday, Monday morning, I think it was. And I saw the update on my phone. One of my friends posted on the, in the WhatsApp group. And I, I didn't believe it because I thought, come on, this is probably one of those hawks that have been going around these days where people just feel they can uh, you know put up a post uh, and fake someone's death but my, the worst got worse as the day unfolded uh, we truly learned that Kobe Bryant and his daughter and a few other uh, of his friends also uh, perished in that horrific helicopter crash there were nine people on that helicopter and um, it's just absolute sad and uh, the, the other gentleman actually was there with his wife and his daughter. You know, of course, the pilot, Kobe and his daughter. And, and the, they went, they were going for a basketball game. I mean, that's what he loved doing. And if, you, if you've seen uh, recently, even on, 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 uh, in the recent past on social media, he's always moved with, um, with his daughter, really loved the daughter. And she loved basketball just like he did. And they've been moving around together, you know, a great father and daughter combination. And the sad thing is, I mean, I'm almost the same age as Kobe, probably the same age, you know, being a father as well. It was just sad. I, uh, condolences go to the Kobe family and obviously fans around the world, LA Laker fans around the world that paying their tribute. His former, uh, former teammates. Uh, man, he, he. He, Kobe was what it is to be a great sportsman. You know, he represented himself quite well. He did his thing. And that's why the champion of the week goes to a true champion, and that's Kobe Brand. It is the Time and Place podcast with yours truly, P.O.B. Slim. Oh, I'm going to start this show off on a slow note, but then we'll pick up later on. Now, this one is for Kobe. A lot of people out there have gone through ups and downs. I know because I've gone through it too. Just remember, just remember, everything will be alright. 
Rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. And uh, everyone else that was involved in that horrific crash. Oh, man, it was a tough time for us basketball fans. And uh, the saddest part about all this is going on social media, just, you know, see what people are saying. And to find that there are some lowlifes, some sad individuals out there who actually take pride in the person's passing. Some sick, sick fuckers out there. I couldn't believe it, you know. Some guy tweeted about I want he brought back brought back Kobe's old you know cases and all that and saying I mean uh way back he was accused of rape but that case was um uh, he was acquitted of that case you know he was he was a free man and some idiots went on social media and they had the audacity to say he's just just another rapist who has died. The evil, the evilness in some of you people out there is shocking. If you don't like somebody and that somebody passes away, keep it to yourself. Let family and friends, let those people who really like him mourn in peace. You know, some goes, uh, the same goes to some other dumb dumbass punks out there who are going on social media saying why are you people mourning a person you didn't even know you don't have to know a person personally to feel remorseful when they pass away all right death comes to everyone you know and these people going oh there's people who are posting about Kobe you didn't even know him you miserable twats Keep shit to yourself. Learn when to talk and not to talk. It's only been a few hours after this man passed. And this man meant so much to so many people. But these bastards won't just let a man rest in peace. They just want to let go. They always find the worst time to show how ignorant and low life they are. All right? And, that, and, and I could have given these weirdos the weird of the week, but that's... The weird of the week is reserved for special human beings, not these low lives. So if you don't know nothing about basketball, if you don't know who Kobe was, keep it to yourself. Let the family members, let the fans around the world pay their respects. All right? God damn it. Now that I've got that off my chest, one thing about Kobe, he wasn't just a basketball player. He used to play soccer. And most of all, he was also a musician. That's right. Check this out. Once again, once again, flawless. flawless. Come on, right? Uh, uh huh. Yo, yo, it's like this. Uh, what I live for? Basketball, beats and bras from Italy to the U.S. Yes, it's raw. I'm in search for the one that make my wealth feel poor. Who can ignore the spotlight, life or glamour? My dumb fault. Have I found? 
complete the package. All I date is actresses to play it safe to them. My money ain't bait, but I must take risks to find a honey that's legit. Whether she push a bucket or six months with some mad chips. Out on her own or live out of mom's and pop's home. Rocks top fashion, Adidas attire or Timbo's. I don't know, yo, these women come and go. Like the wind they blow, how do I know it's you for sure? Will God talk to me? Give me a signal. But until then, all my ears hit the steady flow. Come on. That's Kobe doing his rap thing. Bet you didn't know that. Miserable twats. Sing it, Kobe. Still be rich cash and mishaps, stocks and bonds. Laugh when it crash. Are you the type to brag when jewels you flash? Type tight with your ex man that pushes jack. Ah, man. Rest in peace to the black mamba. Now, back to the show. Episode 5, Time and Place Podcast, and that was the champion of the week, a true champion, all right? Ah, exciting times. That wasn't an exciting time, but I'm just saying, I mean, this is uh, the word with us here. Got so much coming on the show, a little, a few things to chat about, a few things to talk about. Thank you very much for everyone that's been listening to the podcast. We beat our own record last time. We had 10 listeners. <laughs> I'm just joking. We had more than 10. But, um, yeah, the numbers are good. The numbers are coming in. Keep supporting your brother. We've got a few contacts. Some sponsorship will be coming soon. As soon as we finalize the deals, put it on paper, you'll be hearing a few ads. Not that they'll distract from the original content. It's just that we need sponsorship here and there. Also, I've lined up a few guests. Um hoping the next episode will have a guest so that you just don't have to hear about me all alone blabbering to myself and to you all right now it's a POBS slim the brother from down under the people's champion and let's start this show off proper Africa, how are you? Yeah, sending that one out to all my peoples in the diaspora. Don't like that word, diaspora. I don't know, probably because the beginning rhymes with diapers. <laughs> you gotta learn to laugh, man. Even if it's a dry joke, just pretend it's funny. All right. Hello, Mama Africa. How are you doing? To all my peoples in Africa, big shout out. To all my people in Australia, big shout out to the US, China, Mauritius, uh, Brazil, everyone who tuned in to my previous episodes. I have to say thank you very much. Cheers for your support. Now, let's get into the thick of things. Who you calling a bitch? 
is a tobacco. Alright, don't know who I'm talking about. I'm talking about a lady by the name of Alemwanza. She's a broadcaster, uh, online, uh, on air presenter for Hot FM in Zambia, if I'm not mistaken. Correct me if you can. So, a couple of weeks back, I think Mutale got fed up with people talking crap or smack about her. And uh, she went on, uh, they called it a rant, but she just aired her views. You know, she was sick and tired of people saying, and I caught things like she's not a professional or journalist. She probably got her job through, you know, dubious means and all that. So Mutali felt the need to address the situation and she did the best way she could. She went on air and did that. Now, nothing wrong with what she did. Nothing wrong with what she nothing wrong with what she said. There's not absolutely she was, you know, she had to express her her views because obviously this was bothering her. But I will say this to say this, and I'm saying this as a media analyst, all right, and um going by the code of ethics of broadcasting, you have to be extremely careful how you uh present your personal uh, issues on air because if you're going to if, if you're um, representing the station if you're talking on behalf of the radio station that's fine but if it's your personal views you have to be careful how you present it all right and especially since it's a breakfast show I'm not saying she was what she said was bad well she was absolutely correct I'm just saying from a broadcast point of view as a media analyst qualified for that matter Personal views and radio, sometimes you are trading on a thin line, okay? You've got people, different uh, various ears listening to you out there. And this was a morning program. And um, some of the words that she used may not have resonated well with other listeners, okay? And once again, I'm not saying she should have said whatever, whatever. She had a right to say what she was, but I'm just saying from a broadcast point of view, you really have to be careful and uh you know because it's uh all it takes is one person to complain to file in a complaint if they're not happy and uh that can uh, you know escalate a whole lot of issues so anyway she from that from from that uh uh came about like a woman's movement we saw there were t-shirts printed out by the way, Talimanza is in Zambia for all you listeners in the U.S. and whatever. This is in Zambia. It's happening in Zambia, right? So she, uh, the whole women's movement came about and there was this whole slogan about don't reduce my qualifications to my vagina. Well, I won't lie to you. Cards are not my bag, baby. Allow myself to introduce myself. My name is Richie Cunningham. And this is my wife, Oprah. My name is number two. This is my Italian confidential secretary. Her name is Alata. Alata Vagina. Come again. Alata Vagina. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm just not getting it. It sounded like you said your name was a lot of... Uh... Meaning, if a woman is in a position like that, the, the one Mutale is, as in the top broadcaster, it's not because she used her vagina to get that job. She's actually qualified. She's a qualified journalist. So it sounded like um, some online publication wrote a piece about Mutale, um, and I think they said that she's not qualified, so she had to respond. So anyway, the whole women's body came up in support uh they did uh, there were videos coming out they had t-shirts there's a facebook page twitter going on and uh one newspaper even wrote out an article talimwanza rant sparks positive campaign for women and apparently that did not go down well with some ladies who apparently have been organizing these women's marches for a while. So when Talimwanza apparently went on the march with these ladies, 
apparently this is a women's match that was already in the works it's just that coincidentally it happened at the same time that she did her rant and she sort of became the champion girl lady for all the women and somehow all these newspapers online publication took it up and said oh blah 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 so the ladies who actually organized these uh women matches came out all right i saw this on twitter one of the ladies was like uh, this is so great, but I hope the article is clear that this is a global women's match that we had been working on for months before the incident, the incident being Mutali's run. I do hate to think most of the marginalized women and the struggle was uh, struggles we fight for got erased entirely. And they actually asked Mutale to... Uh, verify this story they actually asked her on twitter and i think she responded they said you know what you need to make this right this because it looked like this was mutale Mwaza's movement this was her doing but unfortunately apparently it had been going on it had been in the works for a while so yeah i saw some women coming out and saying all oh, the nerve of her doing what she did you know, she should be ashamed of herself for taking the spotlight. But I, on the other hand, I felt, um, well, she probably helped bring the issues to light. Although the newspapers and other publications um, may, might have not got the whole story in what they were writing. They probably didn't do their research well. And it may have seemed they thought, Tali uh, organized the whole thing. So, uh, but Mutali actually acknowledged this, which is good for her. She went on to Twitter as well and said um, she acknowledges what these ladies are saying. And she actually said she wasn't the, uh, the organizer, I think, of this match. She, it just, things just happened coincidentally. So um, we're still following that um, uh, that story. Um, we'll see how it goes. Um, so um, yeah, I, um, some lady on uh, Twitter went on to say, "I clearly understand that you believe me when I say I'm not trying to steer up anything." All I asked was for you to just clear the air because unlike you, everyone else thought this match was made because of the recent happenings. So yeah, Mutale responded, I know you are not. Come on, the match was never about me and I have never said it was. It was organized way before my radio thing happened and I was invited in that same week as a speaker. The article is about my V campaign, the vagina campaign, I assume. <laughs> and mentions the match so i think the air has been cleared there i don't know about you i think you know it's good that they're communicating because i mean it seems all these women have got uh one goal in common so you know yeah so i hope all in all that it doesn't distract from the message all right back to the beats That's right. Episode 5. 
Back to Zambia, and this time around, it's ah, this topic is a bit tiring. I'm only saying this because a friend of mine asked for my opinion. Otherwise, it's um, it's becoming boring. It started off well, but it's becoming boring. So I'm just gonna. This is just my take. It's the whole Tayali versus uh, Simon Moralene fiasco, whatever you want to call it. So. Uh, as you probably hear from the background, there's some birds singing. <laughs> they are responding. They, they probably think this guy is talking to himself. Yeah, recording from Sound Puppy Studios. That's my studio. So, these two gentlemen, um, Simon Mwewa, Facebook vlogger, you know, very popular. I spoke about him last uh, last episode. And then there's Tayali, political vlogger. Popular in his own right, probably 100,000 followers there. But Tayali has got a way of just mouthing his words whenever he feels like, all right? So for some strange reason, he went on this Trump-ish type of scenario where he was uh, challenging all these uh, political leaders to um, uh, to, what's the word again? He was asking for their, uh, their family uh, connections. Well, he wanted to find out who the fathers were and all that. I don't even know how it got to Simon Moralane. And obviously, Talia said something the lines of, I think, Simon Moewa wasn't the son of Mr. Moewa and blah, blah, blah. He basically challenged his birthrights and all that stuff. Blah, 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 blah to the next level. And Simon ended up suing. Tayali for defamation, and I think the case is ongoing. But the boring part is this. Yes, he sued the man, but then they started going back and forth on Facebook, just like teasing us before. We are waiting for the actual court case, but then they're just going back and forth and whatever, whatever, and it just became boring. But anyway, from that case, this is my perspective, all right? Remember my disclaimer. Everything I say on this platform is my perspective. I don't, I'm not going to say about these men going back and forth. What I'm going to talk about is the word defamation and i think most people don't really understand and don't know how important or how serious it can be how diff serious defamation cases are because sometimes it's not about what you say it's about how that person feels right you can say something thinking it's just you being you but if that person feels uh insulted and what you said has been published. In this case, Tayali actually even made a video of it, posted it on Facebook. That's publishing. Most people think these days everything has changed, so defamation can be any media via online, print, or audio. All right? So what he said uh, 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 Mr. Moira felt insulted by that. And also because he said it on Facebook, which is also the platform that Mr. Mwewa uses and whatever, he felt this is tarnishing my image. And this, you know, can consequently put a dent on my uh, personal life because he went in and attacked this man. So you need to familiarize yourself with uh, laws. If you Anyone out there, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw this out for you. If you want to do probably like a podcast, if you want to be a vlogger, on all you people who do these Facebook messages and whatever, familiarize yourself with broadcast laws because you are going to be finding yourself in problems, in trouble. You will get sued because law, the law is a vast area and just one line, one wrong word and you can find yourself in court. One line is all it takes. It doesn't take the whole day of what you've been doing or you physically attacking someone. Words can actually pierce just the same as actions. So you need to take some time and familiarize yourself, especially defamation. It's a broad law. And, you know, it's one, one that's very hard to defend, especially if you said something on a platform like Facebook and millions of people saw it. The courts are going to just pull it out in seconds. <laughs> you know, it's not going to take them days to find whatever you said. And you know, the internet sphere, news travels like lightning speed. So 
I don't know when the court day is up, but it's it's it'll be from a from a from a learning point of view, especially if you are a vlogger or a Facebook or a blah 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 um broadcaster, podcaster like me, you need to pay attention to such cases. All right. Pay attention, you might learn something. And I, I actually posted on Facebook, I said this case might be a landmark for the Zamb for Zambia because it's probably the first time that we've seen a prominent Facebook Zambian Facebook vlogger vlogger uh sue another one successfully if it goes through. So I'd I'd like to learn um the outcomes of this case going forward so that you know how to protect yourself so encourage everyone it may sound boring but follow this case closely you might learn a thing or two especially if you like posting stuff on facebook and especially if you are in the business of uh responding to anything that you see you are trading between lines it's a thin line all right so Moving along, don't forget we've got our wow, and that's the weirdo of the week. Some of these things are so energy consuming because <laughs> you can't believe uh, able uh, uh, adults can act in such a way. And, uh, and it's uh, we'll get into that, we'll get into my weird of the week, but right now, I want to talk about education. The education system as we know it. Two weeks ago, uh, I was watching something online. There's a gentleman, on, I think, on YouTube. He was uh, talking about um, education needs to change. Because can you believe? Uh, we've, I think, the past 30 or so years, um, the education sector hasn't really changed. The, the mode of teaching, where a teacher comes into class, starts explaining, writing, whatever. You go to class, you do whatever. It's basically been the same, you know, the same way of teaching. But now, the world has changed tremendously. These kids nowadays, some of these kids don't even know what a pen feels like. Some of them don't have exercise. You know, we used to have notebooks, exercise books, and all that. Most of these kids don't even have books. Uh, some schools introduce iPads as early as in year three because they just can't help it, all right? These kids, everyone knows these kids are using iPads, and whatever. my kids know how to navigate iPads and all that. I just have to make sure they're not going into, you know, <coughs> bad sites and all that. But education seems to be lagging 10 years behind. Technology and everything has moved forward. Um, and I think... Uh, that's why most kids these days are sort of finding school a bit boring because most kids know a lot before, that before the teachers even teach them anything. They probably know it by themselves through, you know, they watch like online games or online teachings, uh, children's programs on, on their computer. And I mean... When I was in school, I probably didn't know how to count up to 10 until I was like in year 5. I was that dumb. <laughs> I didn't know how to write until I think I got into maybe year 6. It took me a while to break that cycle. And I remember when we were going to school back in the 80s. That says how much I owe him. We used to use pencils in the beginning because at least you can erase when you make mistakes. You had to graduate to use a pen. All right, and we used to have like handwriting competitions to actually check how good you can write, how neat your handwriting is. These kids nowadays don't need that, and I can't even blame the kids. It's just everywhere in society, you don't. A couple of weeks uh, last year, I think I was signing some documents and some important documents. This company just emailed it to me, and they said, uh, "Download this app." There's an app that I downloaded. That turned my phone screen into like a writing pad, and I signed using my finger, saved it, sent it back. No physical paper. So, right? So, while we're in the conservation of paper, it's already happening. In, on, on the higher level, it's happening. You don't need uh, a pen. Pens are irrelevant. So, some of these kids, I mean, I don't know if they can even write the full sentence. Not that they are dull. But it's just their world, this new world of them doesn't require them to do so because they've got so much stuff around them, so many tools, 
our tools when we were growing up, 70s going back, a pen was a tool. For these kids, the pen is not a tool. Their tools are iPads, computers, smartphones. They can do anything they want, all right? Now, education, but it, I th we still need to teach them how to use that because it's a craft. You know, writing is, 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 is more than just writing. It's, it's, you know, one day you will have to write something. But then again, you have to ask yourself, is it necessary? <laughs> I mean, just ask yourself, how many of you uh, wrote a letter recently? Because everyone does emails now. Everyone is text message, WhatsApp. How many of you wrote a letter? I've written a letter in the recent year or so. Very few. Everything is online now. Everything is digital. So, oh, education um, system probably needs to move with that as well. You know, they need to move with the times. And I think they're trying to figure it out. They're, they're going to figure it out, hopefully, you know. So, yeah, I mean, my time was different. Our school times were different. You know, I went to a school recently, I went to a school, and they had TVs in their class. And we, we <laughs> for, for some of us, we didn't have a TV at home. And to go to a school and they've got a TV in there, and you know, it's it's a step, huge step. So, yeah, let me know what you think. Uh, send me an email. You know, any topic you want to discuss. You know, that's the education, the whole education system. That that was just me. You know, me thinking aloud. You may have your views. You may have your points. So send me an email, slimpower at gmail.com. If anything you want to talk about, we can talk about it. We will get into the weird of the week right after this. Yeah, boy. Girl, I'm in love. Oh, is it? Ah, oh, sorry. Girl, I've been hurt. Now I need another lover. That was Snow. Say what you want to say, but Snow was badass. That album was badass. I know in the world of uh, dancehall music, I know that he's probably not being put up there, but that album was fantastic. All right? Now, let's get into it. Weirdo of the week. Cue the music. That's right. <laughs> I don't go out looking for these stories, you know. These stories come out looking for me. This uh, weirdo of the week for this week. Last week we had a pastor. And it's just a coincidence that this year, I mean, this week, it's from the same field. I can't, I can't stress enough. I didn't go out looking for this story. It just happens. The weird of the week for this week, ladies and gentlemen, is a gentleman uh, from Nigeria, a pastor who calls himself Sia One. Probably short for Overseer One. Now, this gentleman claims to be a prophet, claims to have supernatural healing powers, God-given powers. 
Now, a little bit about Siawan's background. He was a pastor in Zambia a couple of years back, doing his preaching. And um, he went a bit too far, and the Zambian government don't play. So the Zambian government felt uh, this gentleman is violating his visa conditions because he was, I think, just on a, I don't know what visa he was on. So they canceled his visa and deported his ass. That's right, he was deported. So I think ever since he got deported, I think he, he, has, he's, he has never really <laughs> uh, got over it because he keeps uh, taking shots here and there about Zambia this, Zambia that, you know. He, he somehow is well informed about the happenings in Zambia, right? So recently, there was a few happenings in the Copper Belt town of Chingola. I think a few people uh, rest their soul uh, were murdered in and and and, um, and and strange circumstances to the point where I think people started suspecting this could have been involved with witchcraft or ritual killings. And the, po the, the police went on a rampage uh, trying to find these same uh, killers, you know. It's been going on for a week. So while the police were doing the investigations, I think a few names were being mentioned. And I won't mention his name on this podcast because I don't want to be sued for free. Some pastor, some church leader in Chingola had stated that these were ritual killers, I uh, think. Correct me if I'm wrong. Organized by some uh, witch people who are Satanists and all that, which led the church and a few people in the neighborhood to go on a rampage. You know, started attacking people's houses, people that they thought were involved in these killings. And I think this pastor, I think the cops arrested him because they thought he was ins uh, instigating violence. So this news got to our weirdo, Sia One. did this video i'm not sure if i've got his video his audio right here let me just check he went on this uh, he did his service and he was talking about the ongoings in zambia and he feels the zambian government is responsible for all the wrong things that are happening in zambia partly maybe but he claims that when he was in Zambia, he had given a few Zambian politicians power, supernatural powers. That's what he claims. So he's given the so-called, uh, he's given the Zambian government officials 20 days. It's now 18 days to give up this special power that he gave them. I think I've got the audio here. Let me see. Let me just try this out. Yeah. Sunday. I said the opposition will win. They are telling me, they are saying CA1 is talking because he's bitter because he was deported. <laughs> I'm prophesying to them what God showed me, what God told me. They say CA1 is bitter because he was deported. I was not bitter. I was deported two years ago. I was not bitter. Then I can be bitter today. 
What do I have in Zambia? What did I achieve? I was in Zambia for seven years to gather such crowd that I was having in Zambia. But look at the multitude. Look at the crowd that is gathered here today in just one year. Amen. Why should I be bitter? Bitter of what? By the time I was being deported, this is an information that I never share with anybody. By the now one <laughs> now funny thing is while I'm watching this video right this guy is saying when he just spoke about the crowd that's there half of the crowd he, he's actually preaching outside he's outdoors right and then <laughs> they cut to a clip where there's like a, an indoor church like with the, he looks like he's outside preaching to like 10 people and then they cut to a clip where there's like millions of people all of a sudden inside now, <laughs> anyway, let, let's go on. People that were deporting me, that were escorting me to the airport, they told me, see one, take your phone, transfer all your money to Nigeria. They told me, they were frankly enough to tell me, transfer your money. I said, I'm not transferring it. Let it be there. If it is God that gave it to me, he will give it to me again. I don't want to tell you how much. Amen. Amen. Anyway, this guy goes on. It's like 11 minutes. I won't waste your time with that. He goes on to say, let me see if I can find where he gives the threat. Even when a church wins and becomes the president. Of so he's the actually going on saying uh, the, the, the current uh, political party in Zambia will lose the next elections. He's predicting. to this guy he's in Zambia with prayer you can do anything you can take somebody's wife and pray for them you will you'll be happy you can take somebody's husband and pray for them you'll be happy Zambia love prayer and that is why a country that love prayer too much look at them very well they don't go anywhere prayer requires that you pray with your brain well that's a no-brainer ain't it <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know what his obsession is with Zambia because he every time he has a sermon I think he he, he keeps get going. he says he's not touched that he was deported but why do you keep talking about Zambia you talk about preach to your congregation about God don't involve another country in your business just preach the message of God that's what you claim to be you know uh, chosen for so there's a there's another message here. Thank you. There was a recent interview. Calling. Many of them are coming, but this Sunday I'm going to mention the name of 
those people that collected power from me. And because they took power, they, be, they became big headers. They, they, they don't want to help the people. Our Godfather does not give power to people to oppress people. Our Godfather gives power to people to help people. Like me, he gave me power, I use it to heal the sick. I use it to perform medical medicine. I use it to do something that helps the people. I don't use it to oppress the people. So most of those people got power from me and they are using it to oppress the people. They are using it to uh, inflict the people, you see? So that's why uh, I am a little bit angry. And that's why I'm telling you that there will not be an election because we have already, in the name of the Spirit, done everything. What exactly is this power that you speak of? I mean, uh, it, it's a, it, I've never heard of it. Nobody uh, has, has heard of this kind of power that you speak of. What exactly is this power that you keep talking about? Is, 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 do you have the power to give power from God? Do you have that kind of power? <laughs> it's a spiritual power. <laughs> what kind of spiritual power? Tell us. It's a spiritual power, it's a power that makes you to control things. Like me, I can tell you, everybody is watching in Zambia. Uh, and many people don't actually know how I was deported. And people don't know what happened. It's anyway, like, uh, if you want to listen more to this demon, you can go on Facebook, there's videos about him. But the reason why I gave him um, weird of the week, is Sia One, you claim to be a, a, a prophet, a priest, a man of God. But it sounds to me like you are um, threatening <laughs> these so called government officials that you gave this superpower for them to run the lives of people. Well, what is this same superpower? What, what did you give them? Because apparently he. You have given them 20 days, so we're gonna wait. You know, we'll keep you, we'll keep, we'll, we'll keep you accountable. Let's see what's going to happen in 20 days and what. And you see, this is one thing also I'd like to uh, tell our fellow politicians: never mix politics with religion, because we've got a tendency of politicians when they want to look good, they always use the church. And this whole thing in Zambia, where there's national prayers, prayer for this, prayer for that. It's made all these politicians, every time there's a small issue, they'll, they'll, they'll be in church, kneeling down, separate the church from politics because of such uh, situations. It's now looking like the politicians uh, are in cahoots with these gentlemen. Whatever power he's talking about, we don't know. Is it financial? Is it spiritual? Is it supernatural? We don't know. But separate politics from religion because the two don't mix and the problem with politicians is you always want to make yourself look good and you end up yeah, dealing with this the information that the woman first gave people is that CIA1 was a threat to national security that's why we see he's just going on and on about it I've never when we talk about power, many people and in our in, in Christianity, in Christianity, people believe that uh, apart from prayer and fasting and Jesus Christ, you cannot have power. <laughs> but the question you must ask yourself, sir, is that um, before Jesus came, how was our forefathers surviving? When they are sick, who used to eat them? When they are poor, who used to bless them? There were power before Jesus came here. So when we talk about power, uh, people who are overzealous in Christianity, people who think that they know Bible very well, before white men came and introduced Bible to us, we already had powers. Without prayer, there were things that we are doing that was healing us already. Understand? So those are those powers that we talk about all right enough of cr1 yeah so that's what's happening currently in the republic of zambia and nigeria so cr1 and probably some of you politicians you are, are the weirdos of the week. 
because I mean it's 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 one thing to say uh, it's easy to predict an election result because currently you he, this jet this dude is not dumb he knows that a lot of people in Zambia have been saying they're not happy they're whatever whatever and the next elections in Zambia are going to be very crucial they can fall either way you know the opposition can win you know but most people claiming they oh, are they're not happy it's easy for the next government to come in and this is what i don't understand about prophets so-called prophets they predict predictable things for example i can predict and say um, let's see in the english premier league a team with the red uh who that wears a red jersey is gonna win do you know how many teams in the, <laughs> the probability of, of a team with the red jersey to win are high you know some teams that are not even known for red jerseys would wear an away red jersey, whatever. Mind you, for example, they've got probably, I don't know, four or five, they've got a black jersey, they've got a red. They're known for the red jerseys, but they've got black, they've got, I think that's pink, they've got blue. You know, same applies for like Liverpool, they've got different colors. So these pastors predict predictable things, things that can actually happen, things that you don't have to be, don't have to have a gift to predict him predicting the election outcome next year is simple anyone any person can predict that right it's just a prediction it's not the outcome the outcome is what's going to happen then so i he has gone on to talk about this power this power that power this we don't know what he is referring to a power before christianity before jesus christ was born only he knows what he's talking about. The sad thing, and this is why I gave him weird of the week, the sad thing is because he's got a platform. He's managed to have followers in Zambia who, you know, they'll defend, they'll probably attack me as well. So he's got a following, and there is a platform for such people. That's how society is these days. Man, I mean, way back, we never used to hear such nonsense. But today, unfortunately, you will see this happening over and over again because technology has allowed such thing to go on, you know. And instead of him focusing on helping the poor, praying for the poor, maybe he does that. He's focusing on politicians, you know, and their powers, so-called powers that he gave them. And now there's this whole thing going in Zambia. Like every, It's come out like almost every politician has got a black ring. And <laughs> people have connected the two and said, ah, no, no, no. So this must be the, 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 the powers he's talking about. And there are photos and videos of uh, uh, politicians going to meet with him you see when politicians get desperate they do anything you know so they meet anyone to gain popularity so there are some who you who used to go and meet with cr1 and he'll pray for them and they didn't because they didn't have that much uh faith in themselves so you know at the end of the day cr1 is a man just like the rest of us he can preach, yes and good, but you can also pray on yourself. And if your prayer is supposed to be answered, it will be prayer. It will be answered. You don't need to go and get what's, uh, what this so-called power that this gentleman is talking about. All right? Because absolute power corrupts. Okay? And, um, yeah, so we, we, are, we are living in crazy times. You'd think you've seen it all, but it, it just strikes me as strange when the politician is, you know, going back and forth with preachers. It's, I don't know, but hey, what can I say? I'm, I didn't really want to dwell too much into this topic because it, it looks similar to the, my previous weirdo, but I said I'll double do it, double do it, double weirdos. Because we're seeing more and more priests, more, 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 not priests, more of this kind of preachers, you know, coming up and uh, showing all these crazy videos. And it's sad that I think they mislead a lot of people. A lot of people believe in them. Because when you're weak and vulnerable, you believe anything that a person in front of you being glorified tells you.
Okay, so we need to watch how we handle our religion. That's why sometimes I love the Watchtower, because the Watchtower, they are very humble. Never do with politics, they just do their thing, and their thing is just spreading the word of God. You may not like them, but I believe those guys are probably the most Christianist people on, <laughs> on the planet. They are dedicated to what they believe in, and they do it well. All right? So, moving along. Yeah, I think we've covered most topics. I think we've, uh, yeah, yeah, probably gone through everything. Um, it's been a, a, an eventful week. Started off on a sad note. And hopefully tomorrow brings a better day. And uh, yeah, also, uh, like to, if, if, if I probably sound a bit low in this episode, it's because of, you know, the, the whole Kobe incident. And uh, yeah, well, I think entertainment wise, um, I've been checking out, I don't know, I haven't checked out any new movies yet. Uh, I saw one, yeah, I saw a movie called Knives Out. That was great. Um, yet to see Bad Boys. I'm looking forward to that. Tyler Perry. Yes, <laughs> I saw the Tyler Perry movie. And I think a lot of people on, online were complaining this and this. I think by now you know what a Tyler Perry movie is. He always likes to take you deep into this. There will be characters who will suffer. Then he will bring a twist at the end. By now you should not complain. You should know that he's, that's his type. It's like watching a Tarantino movie and, it, and expecting it to be a, love, a nice romantic love scene. No, no, no. So once you put your mind into that frame and know that this is Tyler Perry's style of movie yeah so yeah the Tyler Perry movie I watched that as well ah uh, I don't know it's not my 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 type of movie some people liked it for me nah so looking forward to bad boys as soon as I watch bad boys and all of you watch it we might discuss about it next week also power yeah the TV show power is coming to an end and I think there's only one more episode to go and it's slowly I think you can tell who by now who killed ghost though i'm very sure they're going to put a twist there they probably will do it in two parts it might be like part one and part two so that they just extend that story and there will be a twist i've got a feeling maybe ghost faked his death i'm not this is not a spoiler alert it's just me thinking aloud probably faked his death so that he can bring out a few enemies that have been wanting to kill him so yeah well We've invested a lot of time in power, so I'm praying for a good, a good ending. I don't want none of those uh, Game of Thrones type endings where it left all the fans after seven years of good TV, and then the last one just throws you off a cliff. All right. Anyway, it is the People's Champion POBS Slim. This is the time and place podcast because everything happens for a reason. There's a time and a place for everything. Thanks for listening in. It is episode five. We keep moving and we keep going. Cheers.
My kid. 